This is Pro Wrestling's only modern day Viking Gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolles, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's in- great. We've had, we've had 70 degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians, and we're spitting snow. So. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Turnbuckle Talk, episode 347. Departures, injuries, and a return. I'm your host, Chris Best. Um, I'm waiting alongside uh, for a run-in from OMD. He's having some uh, troubles tonight. Uh, Carl is also away on a... uh, Uh, working tonight as well so i'm right now running the show solo so we're gonna get right into the first story of the night just give me two seconds here while i look this look for this to make sure i've got it here the first story of the day is going to talk about one brogan finley who is except uh, expected to sign a developmental deal with the wwe um, as noted, Indy Sensation Brogan Finley, this is reported from uh, several wrestling sources, actually. As noted, Indy Sensation Brogan Finley, who is the son of the legendary David Finley, took part in WWE's Performance Center uh, tryouts back in September. He had a very good tryout, uh, and they're looking at signing him completely to a developmental deal. Um, I really do hope that this does mean something for him, that... Uh, he does carry the pedigree of his father. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I mean, Brogan Finley, uh, he's got a bit of talent with him. Uh, PW Insider is the one that uh, broke the news, actually. He was spotted at the Performance Center training and is expected to sign a developmental deal with the company moving forward. Brogan, uh, to turn 21 back in August, began his wrestling training back in 2020 as a student of the WWA4 pro wrestling school in atlanta which is ran by ar fox ar fox was his trainer he made his pro wrestling in-ring debut in early 2021 and then lost to wwa4 rival bobby flacco in his debut at action wrestling's third anniversary show on april 16th of that year um that same year brogan also uh, worked two dates for new japan uh uh, pro Wrestling Strong, and one for Beyond Wrestling. Brogan continued working for New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling Strong, GCW, IWTV, and others in 2022. And this year, he has worked several days for GCW, JCW, and Black Label Pro, among others. Brogan's older brother, obviously, is David Finley, who has also who uh, works in New Japan as well and is a member and the current leader of the Bullet Club. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping that he does uh find his way 
into the developmental territory. I do hope to see him on NXT, hoping that uh, he succeeds in this training. Uh, yeah, so I think this is going to be a fantastic, uh, fantastic venture for Brogan. He's got a already seems like he's got a lot of seasoning under him. So yeah, like totally looking forward to seeing him come in on the program. Looking forward to watching him on NXT. Hopefully it's uh, going to be all fun for him. All right, so. Yeah, I mean, I think Brogan's got a lot of uh, the, that deep pedigree. He's got David, who's also got that experience. He's got Fit, who's got just a plethora of experience with him. Um. Yep, so we're going to move right in. We're going to move into uh, the next uh, story of the day. That's right. Going to move right on. Uh, just today, this was shown. But uh, both Rey Mysterio and John Cena recovering from surgery. Uh, we're going to get started. We're going to talk about the Rey Mysterio one first, because uh, this, this kind of makes sense given what happened on SmackDown when uh, Santos Escobar came and took down took out Ray, thus turning on Ray Mysterio. Um, Ray revealed on social, on his social media that uh, he had successful knee surgery and will have to get revenge. He says he's going to get revenge on Escobar at a later date. Um, the turn, uh, the, he's had uh, several injuries over the years. I mean, he's getting up there in the age. Um, He's expected to be out. Oh, he's been working through a torn meniscus for about three months. The injury has slowly worsened, which it would when you're working in the ring regardless. Um, he's expected to miss about six to eight weeks, so he will not be at Survivor Series. He, uh, As I had thought, <laughs> I said yesterday on the Raw Watch Along that I, would have mind, I wouldn't have minded seeing him taking on Santos Escobar, but that clearly will not be the case. Now I kind of want to see Carlito go in there and uh, take that uh, take that victory or take that uh, match. And I think that would be a decent match for uh, Santos. I think that'd be a nice little rub for him. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's expected. Oh, look at this. We might have an OMD run in here. Yes, yes, we do. And I do apologize for being late. I had nothing but issues. Right? Ah, uh, yeah. No, I've got to love those friggin' issues. Anyways, I was just talking about Ray Mysterio, who announced today that he is out with a. He, he had knee surgery this afternoon. Okay. He's expected I, to miss six to eight months or six to eight weeks. Okay. So it must have been arthroscopic. I did see something about that today. Um, and of course, yeah, his, and um, now, so that that that, that defeats looks, what I thought was going to happen at Survivor Series, okay? Because um, I thought we were going to get because Santa Santos Escobar turned on Ray out on, on right Friday, right? And, and I thought we were going to get Santos, and today he said, I thought we were going to get Santa, yeah, Santos tweeted, Don't come back. Damn. Um, but that puts uh, the match that I thought 
not even going to happen. Maybe not till the Rumble now, where we I thought yeah. we were going to get Santos and Ray at Survivor Series, but I think now we will probably get Carlito and Santos. You know what? I'm going to say no because I think like because Carlito was the one that truly stirred the pot on that and told Ray to blame Santos. Right. And we noticed on SmackDown, Ray was trying to do everything, but. So I True. think you, I, I do think you're right. We're going to get Carlito versus Santos, but I think you're going to see a possible role reversal and see Santos revert back to the face while Carlito gets kicked out. That could very well happen. And this would actually be a nice rub for Santos Escobar taking on a guy who has the legendary stature yes. that Carlito has. Yes. <laughs> um, but I want to, I'm going to backtrack here as we, because uh, uh, I want your opinion on this, the first story I already started to report on. Okay. And I did well. hear so some go- of it because I, I do have the link up on YouTube. <laughs> So I backtrack. Uh, we're going to backtrack to Brogan Finley, who's expected to sign a developmental deal with the WWE. He had a successful trial back in September. Right. He's already been at the Performance Center. What do you make of this deal? I, I'm excited for him. Um, to my understanding, it was already done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, so that's, you know, another second generation superstar. And I hope he can do something with it and doesn't have to take the pressure of his dad's last name. Like a guy or like even Charlie a, or, Dempsey is succeeding or, because he's not under the pressure of his yeah. dad's last name. Or even his brother as well, David, who's uh, had, is yes. having a hell of a run over in New Japan right now. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I would love to see David come over, but I don't think he would. I think he would probably go elsewhere. To compete, we know he's competed in Ring of Honor. He competed in Impact. I could very see, very well see right. David going elite. It's very possible. I mean, look at how many New Japan guys have already been going over there. I mean, Jay White. I mean, Minoru Suzuki. I mean, those some of those were one-offs, but Jay White's officially signed. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, all there, you know? Yeah. All dudes he's already worked with, so. Exactly. Um, and I mean, with Brogan signing as well, um, I can tell you that one of the Cavender twins is not, is returning to college to finish out her final season of basketball. All right. That's, you know, that's not a bad move, really. I mean, if that's going to equal, if it equals something in the WNBA for her. Yeah, it may pay more, you know. It may, but, um, but no, she wants to go and finish her basketball, finish her education. Her sister, because they are twins, is staying right. because they were part of the NIL program. Yes, I can't remember which one it is that has left. I believe it's. I want to say Haley, but I think she's the one that's staying. I'm not sure. Oh, that'd be something we'd have to dig into a little bit further. And hopefully we see some of these new NXT wrestlers come in. I, I, I'm excited to see Brogan come in. I Just from reading his uh, resume, he already carries. Yeah, he's got the, the pedigree that Fit and David have. But he already carries a ton of seasoning with him in the three years that he's worked. Right. 
So let's move on to the second half of uh, this surgery story that's going on. Rey Mysterio, we know, is having the knee surgery. But one John Cena is now is uh, having a double elbow surgery now. Yes, he's already had one elbow done as yeah. of yesterday, and he is waiting to go and get the next one. Uh, and that is because... Yeah, right now he... Uh... Sorry, OMD, go ahead. With this run over because of the SAG after strike ending, and he's going back to Hollywood, you know, mm. what better time? At least this way he can go back. If he doesn't have anything on the docket right now to go and film, you know, get the double elbow surgery, get yourself cleaned up, and get himself back into peak shape. Yeah. And it, what it sounds like, it, it, and it was. Uh, they just went in and cleaned out a bunch of bone chips and stuff like that in his elbow. And that's still about a four to six week recovery time regardless. So, yes. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's cleaned up and he's headed for therapy. So he's got to go through the therapy on the one elbow before they do his other elbow. So yes, he's, he's looking at a few months that he's going to be down. He probably yeah. can still do some acting gigs. Yes, but he won't be able to do he won't be able to do anything like high action. I'd have to assume. No, and I think he's got because he's got uh, what was it? The movie Freelancer just came out, right? Uh, and I think he's got a couple others that are already filmed, so he can take some time. He did have a Looney Tunes movie that got shelved, but apparently there's a bunch of studios that don't want it shelved and they're looking to actually buy the movie. So oh, wow. That I did not know. I, I had heard about the Looney Tunes movie getting scrapped by Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, Apple TV and I can't remember the other studio, but they're 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 showing interest and in, they're they're wanting to throw money to buy the movie to show it on their streaming platform. <laughs> okay, nice. So, I mean, this uh, this typically happens i mean john cena both both john and ray are now in the older wrestler uh category now uh, yes so so i'm glad that uh i'm glad that they're getting the surgery done ray needed the surgery months ago because he was working with a torn meniscus which oh, uh I've, ha I've had one of those right those. not fun <laughs> right I've had I've had one of those plus I tore everything behind my knee when it oh, when I geez. had my knee injury. Yeah. Right. See the worst knee injury I ever had, I had a dislocated patella and thankfully I did not damage any of the ligaments, any of the muscle. I just dislocated the kneecap itself. Yeah. But no, I wish I wish all the best in them. Speedy recovery to the both of them. I know we're gonna see John back in the ring at some point, because I mean, come yes. on, it's John Cena. <laughs> yes. Now, um, does, I do. I do believe that this keeps him out of WrestleMania next year. I do believe so too, because if he does have any more films on the docket, they probably got pushed back. Well, actually, yeah. they would have gotten pushed back because of the strike. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see Mania coming in. No, not at all. Eric Douglas. Eric Douglas coming in and saying, what's the purpose of constantly flip-flopping the tag titles? Well, they really did not flip-flop the tag titles because 
Judgment Day retained last night. No, it they are. He, I'm sure watch? he is referring to what I have just watched on NXT. Oh, uh, we're gonna let Ed and uh, Astrid cover that one. Yes, but I don't get it. I don't get it either. I'll leave it at that because I literally went into that match thinking Tony D'Angelo and uh, his partner still had had the fuck had the titles. I forgot Chase U. Right. Uh, I forgot that Chase U won the tag belts. Right. And yeah, Eric, you're right. He, you, it was the NXT titles. Yeah, but we will let Ed and Ash we'll we'll cover we'll that around 10-10 tonight with taking over. Yeah. So this, um, this next story here, this one here kind of uh, threw me for a loop here. Because I did not expect this to happen at all. Okay. But Kevin Kelly... Kevin Kelly has left New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. He was the English announcer for all the New Japan pay-per-views. Yes, he had announced that. a fantastic that. announcer at that. He had announced that a while ago that he was leaving to do Collision. Um, personally, I mean, I don't pay enough, en enough attention to New Japan. I get the hour mm -hmm. every Thursday night after Impact that I occasionally watch. But I've never right. found him to be a great announcer or a great commentator. He's was better with New Japan than he is on Collision. He's better with oh, New yeah, Japan than he was in WWE. He was also great in ROH. Uh, I'll take Rick Abani over Kevin Kelly eight days a week. <laughs> but he said he's left new Japan because he wants to pursue outside interests. So maybe there's something else on the docket for him. I mean, I could see him doing something for like with, for like ESPN or something like that, because he does carry a wealth of not just wrestling knowledge, but he does have a wealth of sports knowledge with him as well. He does. He does. I also believe that, you know, he's probably going to take over a full-time commentary position in AEW with, JR's contract having come up. Okay, so the, here's the here's the actual truth on that one. A lot of people have been saying that JR has left AEW. He has not. He's actually just taking time off right now. Yes, no, he has taken time off, but it has also yeah. come out that his contract has expired. Now, I know there are people that are demeaning him mm -hmm. and trying to degrade him. Has he lost a step on commentary? Absolutely. You're not going to commentate oh, yeah. at the level you did 20 years ago. Um, but when they are bringing alcohol into it, but no, his contract has come up. He has not left. His contract mm -hmm. has expired. He has not chosen to renew yet. So who knows where that takes us? And that's probably why he's taking the time off so that he can negotiate some kind of deal or whatever he needs to do with AEW. Yes. But I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Kelly take that, that spot. I think he'd be good as a, a leader. I think him and X, him and Excalibur would be great together, but Tony well, Schiavone I mean, also kills it on announcing as well. So yes. Um, and I'd leave it to Schiavone, Excalibur and Taz on dynamite. Um, mm -hmm. I think you need to get Kevin Kelly onto Rampage to basically handle that for right now. I know you've yeah. got him doing Collision. 
I don't want to see him go to a backstage interviewer role like he began with because he's far too experienced now to do that. Yeah. And let's face it, the only time those backstage segments, <clears throat> the only time those backstage segments with uh, Kevin Kelly were awesome was any time The Rock cut an interview with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you can keep him on commentary. I mean, he's doing well with Nigel McGuinness, but I think he needs somebody more because I find that Nigel tends to carry the commentary on those shows. Yeah. I mean, see, I don't really watch as much AEW as I really should. Because usually by no. the time Wednesday rolls around, I, I'm like, okay, I need a little bit of a breather from wrestling, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's actually, I'll be honest, that's why I took last night. Um, I had messaged our regular host and said, I'm either, I may be late, I may not even do it because I've already got to drive four hours, five hours on the highway to bring Shane halfway home. So I just, yeah. I took that, I took that mental break and watched, watched Raw quietly, which was really, <laughs> really weird. I bet you were wondering what me and Parrish were thinking or doing or wondering because me and Parrish uh, did the show together. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did debate on turning on the comp, but I was just like, nope, I'm going to enjoy the quiet. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, Kevin Kelly departing New Japan. He's been there since Wrestle. I wanted to say Wrestle Kingdom 9, but that's not right because that was JR and Matt Stryker. He was there not long afterwards, though. No, I believe it was Wrestle Kingdom 11 or 12. Yeah, but he's been there a while. He's been fantastic on on the commentary there for uh, for New Japan. The way I always looked at him when he did the commentary for those shows was he, he would talk to you as if you didn't know the wrestlers. Most of the time, I didn't know who they were, but through watching him right. do the commentary, I learned who those guys were. Right. Right. And I, I get that and I appreciate that because even to this day, there's a lot of New Japan wrestlers that I don't know. I know names. Like mm -hmm. I, if somebody said, you know, watch this Tomohiro Ishii match. Sure, I can pick out a Tomohiro Ishii. Watch this Minoru yeah. Suzuki. Watch. Sure, I can pick out those guys. I can pick out the big names from Japan that I recognize. Yeah, so somebody like if somebody told you to watch this Kazuchika Okada, Okada match, you'd know who Okada is. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no, that's the that's the one thing I appreciate it because it was both Kevin Kelly and Matt Stryker that were doing the commentary there for a while. Yes, and then um, I can't remember somebody else had taken over after Stryker went back went back to MLW. Yes, <clears throat> but I've uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed what kevin kelly did over there and i hope that what he finds where where he goes next i hope he finds further success there as well absolutely absolutely all the best to him and what he whatever he chooses to do and i remember like when i heard kevin kelly was back doing commentary for a ring of honor i thought he just kind of vanished off the face of the earth before i i discovered he was back there yeah but um Hang on one second. My phone is being weird. I'm trying to pull up uh, the next story here. Okay. So well, I'm going to, I'm going to actually break a little bit of something here. And I hope, I don't know if you and Carl touched on this, but as of yesterday, 
AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery do not have a new deal yet for television rights for the end of next year. And it appears as though, even though Fox chose to give up SmackDown because they're not getting the revenue, they're going to pick up Raw and put it on FX. I mean, that doesn't hurt me because I have FX as well. So Right? But yes, I have, I have FX Canada, which is different. So Yes. So yes, apparently FX is going to get Monday Night Raw. Whether it stays on Mondays or not remains to be seen. I hope it does. I really hope it does. I, I do too. We all do. You don't want to mess with that tradition. And it, like I said, more, Warner 30 Brothers years Discovery. it's been ingrained. Yes, Warner Brothers Discovery and AEW do not have a deal. Nothing is even on the table right now. And that included the 12 pay-per-views. So there is absolutely nothing. And Warner Brothers Discovery is also potentially in on Raw, but it looks like FX is going to be the winning network. As far as we know right now, we we can't really... Yes. We can only speculate right now on if that move is going to happen or not. You yes. Know? Yes. But that is what but, I have uh, heard within the last few days. Yeah. But being that this is a, a very slow news day, there's actually not much to report on. So we're already reaching our final story of the day here. Okay. Wow. Can you believe that? <laughs> and and that is a return on the horizon. Last night after, uh, did you caught Raw last night, as you mentioned? I absolutely so You saw when did. Drew McIntyre hit him. Absolutely. You saw when Drew McIntyre kicked Jey Uso's head off. Yes. But after Raw went off the air, Cody got seen, on the mic, cut a promo. Have, You've seen I've the promo? I've seen the video clip. Yes. Yeah. So he cut a promo saying, okay, Judgment Day, you have a friend. We have a friend. Yes. Immediately, rumors are flying around that Randy Orton, and I called this, Randy Orton is going to be the fifth member to join in World Yes, Games. even the crowd was chanting Randy. However, there has been nothing made official about it being a five-on-five -five match. Other than Cody... Tom Other than Cody insinuating... Hang on. Yeah. Last night that it was... We have friends too. Yes, the crowd started chanting, but there are a plethora of other names that could be in there, including the most polarizing and no, cancerous figure in all of wrestling and Chicago's own, which I really don't want to see. Randy Orton, what about a returning AJ Styles? See, I was I'd be fine with that too, but I'm gonna I'm going to squash that right now because Tom Collahue confirmed it this afternoon that it is okay. Randy Orton. Um, um, the another, thing, another thing about a return on the horizon that I'm also going to squash because I just don't see it happening. You already mentioned his name, but he wouldn't be in war games. He'd be up against Shinsuke Nakamura. That being okay. CM Punk. Okay. Because of, 
apparently a lot of people picked up a lot on a lot of like cryptic stuff that CM Punk or that uh, Nakamura said in yesterday's promo and some stuff that Michael Cole had said afterwards. But WWE right. has already said there is absolutely no interest in Punk coming to the WWE. Right. They've said that. And, I firmly, but, and yes, in this case, I do believe them. But stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. And right. we've seen it. Um, I was going to throw out another name as a potential because he is a free agent from New Japan, and that would be Tamatanga and the Bullet Club days with Cody. Tamatanga, oh, well, I'd love to see Tamatanga come to the WWE. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just a huge fan of his work over there, so I would love yes. for him to be there. You know, well, and I believe his work as Camacho back in the day. I, believe I completely it was forgot that was Camacho. Yeah, but no, I would. Uh, I'd love for him to come back. Um, but I don't know if he carries the same cachet that like a Randy Orton would have. Cause if you hear, uh, I hear voices in my head as soon as Cody announces him, the crowd's going to fucking explode. You, you know, know? What? Since, since we know that it's Randy and I mean, that has been the rampant speculation. I don't think Cody even needs to announce it. I think you just wait. You have the four guys, Cody, Sammy, Jay, and Seth, uh, Seth, go into the cage and you bring Randy out last with the first guy for Judgment Day already in the ring. Now, you could also have him show up on the go-home show uh, for Raw next week because they have that advantage match, which we don't know if that's an eight-man tag or if that's going to be a one-on-one or what. They did say it was going to be one-on-one. It just depends which member of each team is going to compete. yeah oh yeah that's right because that graphic they posted had all eight guys who are currently signed to take part in that match yes so i'm hoping randy orton comes back i i think uh some people may be right that war games may not be the proper match for him to come back in because uh that is a pretty dangerous match to start off in absolutely but randy knows how to work it safe at the same time he does. He absolutely does. And this would also harken back to Cody and Legacy. Yes. With Randy Orton as well. Absolutely it would. You know that they're going to talk about his history on that show. <laughs> oh, definitely. But this, um, what are your thoughts on going into war games now with everything that's going on? I'm still excited. I don't have to worry about, you know, what am I going to watch next Saturday night? Is it going to be the Leafs? Is it going to be Survivor Series? Because the Leafs play at 8 o'clock Sunday morning. <laughs> Our time. Um, what is with these weird times for sports games these days? The Leafs are going over. They're playing in Sweden this weekend. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense then. <laughs> so... I don't have to worry about that. I do have to worry about it disrupting my Lord of the Rings marathon that I'm doing this weekend. Jealous. I'm jealous. And it's... I might do that myself, actually. All six (laughs) movies. 
the Hobbit trilogy, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, usually when I do that, I just do the for the the Lord of the Rings movies. I still have yet to pull the trigger on uh on the Hobbit movies. <laughs> um, but no, this I'm so you're totally excited for uh for war games, I take it as well. I am. I think it's the, the two war games matches have my attention more than anything else on the undercard, but Miz versus Gunther is going to be gold. It is, but I still have Gunther taking the win on that one. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're not going to have the Miz win. Miz is going to have a phenomenal showing. It's going to be a 15-20 minute match. Right. Um, so you've got that, and then you've got Rhea defending the title against Zoe. And but, I loved, I loved that promo. Matches. But for now, it for, for now, because no, remember, because he, he, you've got Eo Sky is in the women's war games match. Yeah, but the women's tag belts. Tegan Knox with that victory over Piper Niven last night. True. True, but I could also see them moving that to the go-home show of Raw. Or we got Becky and Zia Lee. Becky and Zia Lee is actually happening next week, though. Yes, it is. But I could see that... Again, I could see, okay, do you get a... Do you go to a five-on-five? Because Becky is heavily speculated to be the fourth person on Charlotte and Shotzi's team. Mm-hmm. Do you have Zia Lee then go and join Asuka, EO, and Kyrie along with Bailey? That's uh that's and, a scenario that Parrish brought up last night, too. And then actually. have then have Becky and a debuting Jade Cargill. I mean, if you want to pull out all the stops and if she's ready, then maybe put Jade in there. You could yeah. probably mask some of Jade's uh, weaknesses in a match like that as well. Yes. Well, I know, and I even read an article that pertaining to Jade saying, have they given up on her already? And it's, no. <laughs> no, they have no. not. She's still, on we- she's still on weekly TV. She was on NXT last week. Right. I actually, I think I missed NXT last week. So she was, she was there for a brief moment. I can't remember. Oh, was that when she was at the end of the show tapping her wrist, saying "time"? Yeah. Okay. But no, uh, been a slow week of uh, wrestling news. So how have you been, OMD? Basically, <laughs> I, I have been well. Um, it's been a steady weekend. I was uh, very busy with my son. Of course. Um, because he was home for the weekend, so that was fantastic to have him here. Um, sorry, I am scrolling social media to see if I can find any more backstage news. Yeah, that's what I've been digging around as well. Just trying to find what we can. Uh, 
but you know what? There's uh, these days are uh, we're allowed to have some of these slow wrestling days. You know what I mean? We absolutely are, and uh, in a lot of cases, oh, this was it's... this ahead. was a story I I did have on the docket, but didn't quite want to touch on. But Dolph Ziggler uh, is already uh, getting set to make another uh, his first pro wrestling appearance since his release. Yes, with the World Wrestling Council in Puerto Rico. Not a bad promotion to start off with. That is Savio Vega's promotion. Yes, it is. That is Savio Vega's promotion, and it was originally created by one Carlos Colon. Yeah, so there's a lot of controversy with this promotion because it was that promotion that uh, Bruiser Brody was working for the night he was murdered. Yes. And I know this because I actually just watched that Dark Side of the Ring the other day because I just I just wanted to watch some controversial wrestling stories. <laughs> okay, so I want to touch on this one here, and I like, because I think this is like one of the most ridiculous ideas, and I know we've seen it before, but AEW seems to be going overboard with these video game sponsored matches because you had the texas chainsaw massacre texas death match a couple of months ago right which was just horrible tomorrow we're getting the what is it now the like a dragon the man who erased his name street fight all right and that's the Don Callis family versus Jericho, Paul White, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi. Like, why? Uh-uh. See, oh my God. See, I used to get sick and tired of the WWE doing the promotional matches, like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch matches. But I've actually right? become accustomed. To them. I've become accustomed to them because the WWE does not do them as much as AEW seems to do them. AEW right. seems to shove these promotional items down our throats, and it's kind of like I want to hit the skip ad button when I watch these matches. You know? Yes, it's awful. I know that now. Um, WWE has opened up to the idea of advertising in the ring, which is something that they did years ago as we were growing up, growing up watching it, you to get one big logo in the center of the ring or the four small ones in the corner. But now right. we're talking ringside advertising and in-ring advertising that's going to look like a UFC ring or something else like that. And again, I just don't I don't like that idea. If that's like watching <laughs> that's like watching hockey with the Spangler Cup when every player has advertisements all over their jersey and on the ice. I just my grandpa likes watching that tournament, but I try to watch it you with him. I just can't the I advertisements mind, annoy me. I don't mind the Spangler Cup. It is good hockey. I just don't pay attention. I tune out the jersey ads and Yeah, um, it takes me about one period before I start tuning it out. But that first period is just for me. It's like <laughs> it's a little bit, uh, a little bit much, you know. 
Yes. Oh, I, I completely mm -hmm. agree. But no, I, you know what? Um, a little bit of advertising on the ring wouldn't be such a bad thing. Not at all. Not at all. I don't but, mind a tiny bit. But don't oversaturate it because then you're just looking at the marketing. I mean, you, you remember when we used to get up on Saturday mornings and watch Superstars or Main Event or Wrestling Challenge and you'd get the Ica Pro symbol in the ring or they'd use it as their main sponsor for the show and, you know, they would change it every so often. Yeah, that was fine. Just getting uh, Lord Alfred Hayes coming on and saying promotional consideration paid for, you know? Yes. Because that was just a once a week little three minute block of what 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 uh what the advertisers were for that week that was fine yes <laughs> that's how i actually got excited about mega man 10 was through lord alfred hayes doing the announcement for that <laughs> game <laughs> nice <laughs> but no uh, yeah it's just uh, like I said, I didn't mind seeing the, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. I actually went back and watched the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match not long ago. I like that match now because I watched it the way Parrish had explained it to me because he was there live, you know? Right. Again, and I'm sure watching it on TV was a lot different than live, but essentially that was just a bunch of neon and paint and it wasn't even much of an actual match. No, but I, I that's how I learned how to watch it was just to, you know, shut my brain off and enjoy it because it's Bray Wyatt, you know? Right. But, no, I'm uh, I'm with you. I mean, even at WrestleMania when they were doing the, uh, again, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match and the guy in the Cinnamon Toast costume came out and danced around the ring, not to mention uh, Logan Paul with his prime uh, advertisement during the ring uh, during the match when KSI came out dressed up in the prime costume. Right. That was a little bit much for me as well. Okay. I am getting a video clip here now from Deadlock Pro Wrestling. Okay. <clears throat> and a former WWE tag team just made a surprise debut. Who would that be? That would be the Grizzled Young Veterans. Hey, I'm glad that they're getting work uh, elsewhere in the company. Am I still upset that they left the WWE? Yeah, I am. Because I saw a lot of I saw a lot of FTR in them. I'm not yep. going to lie. Right? No, I get it. I absolutely get it. I really wanted them to succeed. I really wanted them to come to the main roster and uh, beef up the tag division as it, as it were. But uh, Parrish and I realized last night talking, when we were talking about tag divisions, the tag division is pretty stacked on the main roster already. So it absolutely is. But again, they are not doing enough with some of those tag teams. Um, or giving them the chance to shine. Well, that's where we came to the conclusion that if Judgment Day were to lose the tag team titles, I we would we came to the conclusion that the best team to lose it to would be 
American uh, um, Alpha Academy. I keep wanting to call him American Alpha. I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say this. If Judgment Day are to lose the tag team titles, the best team to lose them to are the Creed's. Get the creeds up there. Get them a little more seasoned. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. No, not at all. Um, because I mean, we saw the same no, with I'm... the creeds and the New Day and Alpha Academy and Tazawa dancing. And that's that's the other thing I wanted to bring up too. Was uh, no, nobody else touched on this, but Parrish and I saw it. The potential formation of a tag team between Maxine and Ivy Nile happened in that in yes. that segment. Yes. Yes, it did when they said we got off on the wrong foot. Yeah, and then uh, Ivy was like, think of who we could take on. We could take on Piper Niven and Chelsea Green, and that, that right. was the first team they mentioned. Yep. And Maxine was like, you know oh. what? You're right. <laughs> I'm interested to see what they actually do on SmackDown if Nick will actually give Alba Fire and Isla Dawn some TV time and not just vignettes. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to see them back in the ring myself as well. I'm absolutely I'm I'm wanting to see a little more emphasis on the women's tag team because we do have a good emphasis on the men's tag team right now. Absolutely. And I mean, we haven't seen. But on that note, sure Andy, I think we time. should. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know Sorry, the last ahead. time we saw Chelsea and Piper on SmackDown. I think it was maybe a month ago. You might be right on that one. I'm trying to remember, too. So, hmm. but as you were but, saying here, yeah, now, she they're also supposed to be on NXT too, and they haven't been on NXT in months. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're about forty five minutes in. I think we've got everything talked about that we need to talk about. So, why don't we uh, go ahead and uh, throw out our socials, starting with you, one OMD. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch me on the Book of Faces under my real name of Daniel Harisic. On Snapchat at One Man Dynamic, capitals O M and D, and on Twitch at O M D seventeen, as well live right here on O L E. Normally every Monday night for the Raw Watch along with this fine gentleman beside me, as well as our usual host, Mr. Carl Carafel and uh, Chris Parrish. Every occasionally you can catch me right here on Turnbuckle Talk. And every Thursday night on the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Yeah, and can you tell us what game you're going to be playing this week on uh, on the Boar's Nest, or do you, is that we under are, we are, wraps right now? No, that's that's an easy one. We are actually going to be starting the Gears of War series. Even you, though it's old, every single it's game, like from Gears of War one. Up. Yes. Oh, gee. 
Yes. In fact, I'm actually going to reach out to Bubba and see if he wants to do some gaming tonight. That's a after the show, but but you know what? It was funny. I had all those okay. issues with my setup, and today when I came in, like yes, you sent me the link, but it had all my right, name, folks. My uh, so now you. Sorry, what you were saying, I lagged out a bit. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but it's funny because, yes, you sent me the link for the show tonight, but I didn't have to enter my name <coughs> or my headline tonight, which was weird because usually if I'm doing it through a link, I have to. Interesting. So, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, you guys can catch me youtube.com at chrisdamage83, twitch.tv at uh, cbrs underscore entertainment, threads.net at cbestfilms83, facebook.com chris.best83, tiktok.com cbrs.entertainment. You can catch me here 8 p.m. Monday nights. Uh, that's 8 p.m. Eastern Monday nights for the Raw Watch Along alongside our Missing in Action host, Carl Carafel. Uh, OMD sitting here right beside me and Chris Parrish with his usual run in, but not for the next uh, five weeks now because he did a show last week. All right. With me. Mr. Best seems to have some lag issues right now. Wait. Uh, you can also find me at 8pm on Did you catch everything I said there, OMD? Because I was lagging again. You lagged in and out so bad it was almost robotic. Okay, so we're going to do that again. <laughs> you can catch me, youtube.com at chrisdamage83, twitch.tv, CBRS Entertainment, threads.net at cbestfilms83, facebook.com, chris.best83, tiktok at cbrs.entertainment. You can catch me 8 p.m. Eastern alongside OMD and our Missing in Action host, Carl Carafel. And Chris Parrish for the Royal Watch Along. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Monday nights, 8.05 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday nights. You can catch me here doing Turnbuckle Talk alongside, uh, once again, Carl Carafel and sometimes OMD. And on that note, guys, we are going to call it a night because the leg is getting real. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have a great night. And in the immortal words of as our soon host, as I can... the world is a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>